Hey, y'all, welcome back to the God Center Mom podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where we remind you through mentorship, friendship, and discipleship that you don't mom alone. In this episode, number 199, woo woo. I'm sitting around the table with my friends Haley and Meredith talking about discipline and toddlers. I'd sit there and I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, do I need to push this and drag them into the playground to have some forced fun? <laughs> you know? Oh, gotta do this. Yeah. Or uh, do I turn around and say, okay, buddy, I hear you. I'm listening to you. We're going to go home. It's just those moments of what do I do with this? I think really what could fix a lot of issues is if I had an accurate understanding of what realistic expectations Mm -hmm. were for a two-year-old or a 15-month-old. As she's gotten older, I think my expectations have actually gone down. Yeah, they're going to be saved by grace through faith, just like we were, and not by works. You're not going to, like, have this magical parent book, or but it's the consistency and the love and the safe. And and when you have that, then you have the Holy Spirit on your side to do the convicting. Then your kids, they'll still make mistakes like we do. Mm -hmm. But now I can see a difference in some of my older boys where they know the conviction. Mm -hmm. And if I've overdone it and I've been too harsh... I've actually quieted that voice. Mm-hmm. So they're hearing my voice of condemnation instead of the voice of conviction, which is tricky. Boy, oh boy, is parenting tricky. So we don't want to do it alone. That's why we're doing this episode with Haley Bain, my friend, and Meredith Woodruff. They're in my community group, and we're talking about what's hard, what's helped, and pointing you to different podcast episodes I've done in the past on discipline. You can find them all linked in this week's show notes over at God Center Mom. Because we're not going to be able to answer all the questions, but we want to get the conversation started. Before we do that, though, let's talk about this month's sponsor, Phonics Museum. I've told you about them a couple times already, but just in case you didn't hear it, this is a great app if you have a three-year-old to a seven-year-old that you are wanting to help learn to read, a skill they're going to use the rest of their life. This app is based on a classical curriculum protocol phonics based and it's amazing and they get transported to an interactive world there's over 900 videos songs games activities Um, my six-year-old has been using it he loves it it starts combining sounds into words pretty fast and he has just found it super super rewarding so if you're interested go to phonicsmuseum.com forward slash heather and they have some free goodies for you there they're going to give you a free two-week trial so you have nothing to lose check it out phonicsmuseum.com forward slash Heather. All right, let's get to the chat. Here we go. Oh, y'all are in for a treat. (laughs) (laughs) I have invited two of my favorite young moms (laughs) to the table. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know, y'all. I have Haley Bain. Howdy. Howdy. And you are the mom to Um, Jack Bain. Jack Bane, the famous Jack Bane. The famous Jack Bane, as he refers to himself all the time. He's two and a half. He's all of two and a half. Oh, yes. Uh Uh-huh. And then the newest edition. Newest edition, Luke Bane. Luke Bane, another excellent name. Yes. And he is six weeks today. Amazing, y'all. The fact Mm. that the three of us are in this room and it's quiet, (laughs) it might not be. Might not be. Luke might wake up. And we have babies napping. We have kids doing homework. It's all good things. Um, and then Meredith. Yeah. Woodruff. All right. And tell us about your cutie patootie. Um, I am a mom to two-year-old Eleanor and, um, a baby on the way, a baby boy, baby Owen. He's um, coming in single digits, right? 
How many weeks? Yes. Less than nine. Lord willing. It always sounds better. Nine. nine sounds like just like right around the corner. Yeah. Not you say two months. It's like, well, I know it's a little longer, but nine weeks is nothing. Yeah. So we're excited. Very fun. And uh, we are, we do life together. We see each other weekly. I see you more than I see like my family. Not That's my right. immediate family, but like extended <laughs> family. <laughs> or that I see my husband. We talk about that. No, yeah, we're that's what we're gonna talk about today. No, um we have discussed they're my go to people and I'm like, what's the newest thing with the young moms? The <laughs> millennial moms. The millennial the hipster moms. <laughs> oh, we are so, so hip. hip. So yeah, hip. we're really hip. And I was speaking to our church's mops and I was like, What do you think I should mm-hmm. speak on? And y'all were like, definitely Discipline. Discipline. Sex. Oh, wait. Oh, no, wait. Yeah. Um, yes. Please oh, no. No. Please, please no sex. Yeah. Um, discipline. Just kidding. Just sex it. is great. Sex is amazing. <laughs> discipline, though. And the challenges. It's legit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is not an easy thing. No. It's hard. Uh, so I thought we could have a conversation. There's a lot of new listeners that don't know all the podcasts I've done on, you know, parenting and discipline and we could point them to those episodes we can make them feel less alone Mm -hmm. in the fact that they want to scream yes yes not just at their children just scream like yes sometimes at your children sometimes mostly like a banshee like why is this so hard (laughs) tell them the title of your your mops talk what was my mops talk title how to stop screaming, stop it, and crying in the bathroom. <laughs> I would like calm, disciplined strategies, a.k.a. How to not instantly yeah, alternative Alternatives to screaming, stop it, and crying in the bathroom. You yes. know? <laughs> Which I'd love to say that since your talk that I've... Seen. Have you implemented everything I said? No. Um, you know... Uh, get with it, Haley. Yes. I, I have... Every time I do scream, stop it now, I do think about, you know... Huh. There's a better way. Where, There's what's a better, the better way? The better way. You know, I, I don't know if this is jumping the gun. Is that jumping the gun? I don't know. I don't care. You all go. Yeah. No, I need No, to I think it's good. Go. Yeah. yeah. I'll just recap everything you said. <laughs> it's great. It's fabulous. It's great. Take, it, fabulous. take a seat. Take a seat. I am. <laughs> I'm take sitting down. <laughs> okay, go. What is uh, it? What do you say? You know, one thing that keeps running through my head is, is this going to matter in 10 years? Mm, that was so. from Karis Kimmel Murray. Okay. Her dad wrote Grace-Based Discipline, Dr. Kimmel, mm-hmm. and she wrote Grace-Based Discipline. It's episode 150. And she did. She said, will this matter in 10 years? Mm-hmm. Because how does it feel in the moment when y'all are with your two-year-olds? The worst. Everything, like, the walls are closing in and... Um, there, it's like an earthquake is happening and everything is falling and everything is going nuts. Right. Yeah. If that, you don't ca- take care of this, you lost and your kid's going to yeah. be horrible. You're, yes. you're projecting. Yeah. Like if we don't take care of this now, what are they going to be like at? Yes. Yeah. Or if we don't like fix this pattern, you know, this or come habit. up with the right mm-hmm. strategy or whatever, um, are we being, you know, basically are we failing her? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's and a just lot failing of pressure. training her. Yeah. I have moms ask me, how do I discipline like a 15 month old, Mm -hmm. you know, and it feels young, Mm -hmm. but you know, you know, we have to talk about what's discipline. That's true. What is it? Yeah. Tell us. God-centered mom. So it's rooted in the word disciple. No, (laughs) I I mean, I don't, I just think that the key 
for me was I often got wrapped up in they're doing something bad. I want them to stop. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, or I need them to do what I say when I say to make my life easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I loved uh, Clarkson, Sally's husband, <laughs> Clay. He has a book, Heartfelt Discipline or something like that, where he talks about keeping the child on the path of life. Like your goal is to keep them on the path. So you're like, stay this way. Don't go that way. It's kind of just redirecting them back to the path rather than just uh, do what I say when I say. And the verse, train a child in the way he should go and he will not depart from it, which is like one of the core verses Mm -hmm. as Christians we claim in this discussion. He says it's actually the word child there is like a young adult, Hmm. not a baby, Mm -hmm. not a toddler. It's like in a place where they're having awareness and ability to make these long-term decisions, um, they won't part from it. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we can spend so much energy on the little years, we burn out, and when they actually need training, like in my mm-hmm. kid's age, like, ah, it's too hard, I give up. I'm so tired of, <laughs> dis- they're so tired of disciplining, and we miss the connection years, yeah. right. which is what these little years are. Mm-hmm. They're about hugging and cuddling and giving you know love yeah all that all that and that also reminds me of that pyramid yes that the pyramid the name the connected families connected Connected families connected families they were on the show a lot y'all and they're going to be back on next week to talk about entitlement yeah it's jim and lynn jackson Uh and their whole idea is this pyramid yeah so the foundation is communicating the message you are, I'm going to look at it, you are safe. Yes. Hmm. Which, let's talk about that. How do we communicate that? Mm-hmm. I would just say that in general, given our, where we are spiritually, uh-huh. educationally, financially, mm-hmm. the fact that our needs are met compared to the rest of the world, like, safe seems easy. Mm-hmm. We should be able to provide safe. Right. What do, you, what do you think it means if, if that's all taken care of? What else do you think is a potential way we can make our kids feel unsafe? I think of just emotionally safe. Yeah. Like, is my mom going to be okay if I'm not okay? Um, you know, just safe to mess up, safe to disobey, and mm-hmm. know that there's not going to be a lashing out for your behavior mm-hmm. or, you know, a scariness when you disobey. or Absolutely, yeah. I feel like I've been, um, you know, bringing up the pyramid. I feel like since that talk, I have been mentally thinking of the different things. Not necessarily in order, because sometimes I correct first, (laughs) which is at the top of, like, the last thing you do. the last top of the pyramid, yeah. And I'll kind of backtrack, and I'll I'll look at Jack, and I'm I'm thinking, like, you feel, I'm looking at you, and you feel embarrassed right now. Mm -hmm. Right. You don't don't feel safe. You feel like I'm going to come down really hard on you. And so we'll stop. And that's really helped. And it's also helped to, um, um, you know, communicate that with my husband as well. And mm. so that we're on the same page on that and kind of just take a step back and, and just realizing that, like, every day is a new day for us to try. But, yes. that Like, there's a quote, it takes a childhood to raise a child. Absolutely. I think it takes a childhood to raise a mom. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So your first is the guinea pig, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and the amount of, like, mistakes I made 
with my oldest. Mm -hmm. I think to give grace to the mom listening, like, you're not going to get this right. You're going to be unsafe sometimes. Right. Mm -hmm. But the key to me is, like you were saying, Meredith, with the emotionally unsafe Mm -hmm. is what work are we doing to deal with our junk as moms? Right. Right. Because motherhood, like, lets it all come to the surface. The Mm -hmm. reason sometimes discipline is so hard is we're insecure or we're we're wanting love or acceptance from a person instead of from God. Or we have Mm -hmm. wounds from our parents Mm -hmm. that we haven't dealt with. And so... We're just transferring it to the next generation. Right. So what are some ways that y'all have worked on your junk? Worked on our junk. Well. What have we all done together? What have we all done together? Yeah. Uh, So our our church does a recovery program called Recovery for Life. And um, a wonderful lady named Lynn Hoffman wrote a wonderful book. Is she both of your mentors? Mm Mm-hmm. Sponsor, uh, like sponsor. a really intense word. Sponsor. Is she or are you outing? Is that an outing if I say she's your? Yes. Yeah. My name is Haley B. <laughs> Haley B. Yeah. Don't, don't say your whole name. Don't say that. Don't. But it helps to have her. Yes. I don't absolutely. have a sponsor just because yeah. unsponsorable. I'm unsponsorable. We'll sponsor you. <laughs> Will you please? But to like say these things out loud and yeah. to say I'm thinking these thoughts. What's mm-hmm. the core behind that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's been really helpful as a small group to go through for the last, (laughs) oh, you know, a year and a half, um, this Mm -hmm. uh, 12-step process. And and for those of y'all unfamiliar with the 12-step process, it's, um, you know, for Recovery for Life at at different um, institutions. I think, are they only in churches? You know, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. celebrate recovery. I don't know. They might. Yeah, it's it's spread out in other places. Yeah, yeah. But. and so we. Um, not everyone is struggling with, um, you know, a, a, an abuse of a substance or anything like that. You know, it's. I could struggle with being perfect all the time. <laughs> that is a struggle. It's such a struggle. Yeah, you know, which is <laughs> the uh, desire to be perfect. The desire to be perfect. The yeah. desire to get it right. The fear of failure. Right. Fear. Fear is a common. When we go around every week. Fear That's is. a common feeling, huh? Oh, oh yeah. anger. It's a common anger. Yeah. Uh, so that that is the foundation that if y'all need if if you're listening and you're like, yeah, I need to work on that, um, definitely check out some of the episodes I've done on. Uh, Hi, baby. Hi, Luke. Sorry, Dad. That's okay, baby. Baby wants to sleep and he's not he's not able to fall asleep. We need to find some discipline. <laughs> This is a great example. Thank you, Luke. He's not doing what you want. So how should you respond? It's a good question. I say hold him. Hold him. Okay, let's hold him. I say lean in. So one advice I got, I didn't say this in the mops thing, was the child that's annoying you the most or when they're annoying you the most is when you need to lean in closer. Mm -hmm. And you probably need to hug more. Yeah. Oh, it's like the opposite of your instinct. Yeah, because I want to clean. I want to clean. Is that your go-to? Yes. Can you come to my house when you're having those feelings? Absolutely. I want and to the go more to this. whining there is, the more I want to clean. And like more whining, more cleaning. Yeah, because I want to have control of something, and mm. your whining makes like mm. sometimes I feel like I can't control it when, like the tantrums and the controlling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they tantrum yet? It too. Um, um, yeah, just just a few times an hour. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> is that mine? No, am I doing it wrong? You're, no, you're that, amazing. No, am I amazing. alone in this? I just love how you phrase things. Just no. a few times an, an hour. hour. <laughs> an hour. No, I mean, I'm thinking about this morning when I'm, you know, I had 
I needed to get out of the house today and do a few things. Like crazy, a lot. Crazy thought. Oh, crazy thought. A lot of appointments Need today. to get dressed today. Yeah. Uh, and so trying to, you know, be with the newborn and do the newborn things, like making sure he stays alive. And, <laughs> Keeping um, him fed and well yeah. rested. Yeah. And then feeding Jack and everything. And, and he's... Jack is upset and he's misbehaving and doing things. And since Jack is a very verbal child, he will literally say, hold me, hold me. So I do not need the reminder to connect in that way. (laughs) But it's, it is helpful when I'm in those moments and I'm just like, I don't have enough hands. I don't have enough feet. It's just um, to take a moment and stop and realize I'm going to get through this a lot quicker if I do get down to his level and connect with him and hold him instead yeah. of, you know, look at all these dishes in the sink and the waffle that is burning and <laughs> Eggo waffles every morning. Oh, That's healthy, right? Oh, yeah. Chocolate chip in our house oh. with Nutella on it. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nothing but the healthy at the McFadden. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Teachers, plug your ears. Yes. Send them to school. Load it up for you. Ready? <laughs> that's right. So today, that's I think Watts only had strawberries. Oh, good. Because <laughs> he was like, that's all I want. I want some fruit. Well. Could be, Could, be Could be worse. Could be way worse. Could be worse. Way worse. Anyway, so did I complete that thought? Something about, <laughs> you know, just taking that moment and realizing. Yeah. Seeing it as uh, putting the time in to show them love. Because mm-hmm. that is the next level on the pyramid. Yeah. You are loved. Mm-hmm. Connecting is going to probably get rid of the behavior that's annoying me right now. And it did. Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah. It took a little while and he didn't respond to me saying, but I need to cook. So, I, you know, and he'd say, mommy, will you play with me right now? And mm. things like that, which, you know, also breaks your heart. Um, what did you think of that mommy time idea that I gave at mom's? That mommy time? Should I share that or does that seem unrealistic? No, I mean, it, definitely share it. Okay, There's going to be someone it. being like, share it, share it. <laughs> They've been left me. out of it. I, I wasn't at the top. Yeah, so this was for me. So um, Amy McCready is a parenting expert person. And I heard her talk about this. I don't know what she called it, but um, I call it mommy time. And it's basically intentional focused time with each child. If you have multiple mm-hmm. children. And at this point, <coughs> Luke is getting a lot of your one-on-one time. But when they get, when he gets older and he's functioning outside of you, um, we would draw names to see who would go first. And then we, they would each get 10 minutes. So at the time when I had my fourth baby, whenever you add a baby, the other kids all of a sudden need you more. Yes. Because it's like their system of love has been kind of shifted. Mm -hmm. Am I being replaced? Does she still love me? And so you are having to reinforce that love in the midst of also caring for a new person. Wait, it doesn't get easier? Well, it will. The more you add? (laughs) Well... I was just saying that it's nothing is wrong with you if your other kids are feeling insecure mm-hmm. when you add the new baby. Mm-hmm. Like that makes sense psychologically. So this idea of mommy time, I would do it after breakfast, like mid-morning, and I would 10 minutes each and they got to pick what they did. I would set a timer and if you interrupted your brother's time, they got to start over. And um, I, I would label it all the time because boys weren't as bright at picking up on what was happening. Mm-hmm. I'd say, oh, wow, I can't wait for mommy time. What are we going to do for mommy time? That was so great, playing trucks during mommy time. I mean, some of the things were literally picking up a superhero and just running around the house. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. Mm, super, super fun. Yeah. <laughs> but it would fill up a tank. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Where you would think 10 minutes, Heather, that's not very much. But it wasn't happening. 
Right. Like when I was done feeding a baby, I was immediately turning to go do the dishes or I was mm-hmm. whatever. I didn't even have a cell phone. Did I? I don't even know. I didn't have an iPhone for sure. Mm-hmm. And so it was something was needing me. And and I'm not a, I'm a reactive personality. So I had to put it in yeah. as a thing that we do. It wasn't just going to happen, on its happen that I'm going to hang out with each kid on their own for 10 minutes. Yeah. So then I would do it again after like nap time snack before I'd start cooking dinner mm-hmm. at some point. So then they were less likely to interrupt during dinner. I mean, they still might, mm-hmm. but their tanks were kind of full. And it might have also reminded them, oh, yeah, I like to play this thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I actually that reminds me. I think that's been helpful just even as part of our day. It's not I only have one right now, but as part of our day. It's kind of like the same time every day I do set it aside because I am so such an achiever and like to get things done. Like this is time I'm going to just play with Eleanor and do mm-hmm. what she wants to do. We I ask her what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like on the days I don't do that or forget, like I definitely see a change in behavior. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more whining, a lot yeah. more mommy hold you or mm-hmm. um so yeah. But like we did that today and you can just tell she just loves it. Mm-hmm. You know, and she feels special and cared for. So, yeah, that's good to be reminded. And of. I mean, having a kid that's almost going to turn 13, it is true what? what all those moms say. It goes by fast. Yeah. I mean, I I did not believe them. I'm like, yeah, great. Well, you come over and take care of my kids yes, because right. it's not going by fast. <laughs> 10 minutes of playing feels yeah. like 10 hours. Oh, man. Yes. And just I'm not good at being at home. I... I like to see people actually go places. I don't. Yeah. I don't like having to deal with issues. I like, you know, people not fighting all the time. So it's hard. But you are not alone in that. <laughs> no, ma'am. I'm not alone. So love is the second message, and y'all have heard Jeannie Cunyon come on the show, episode ninety-one, episode fifty-five, and if you have a different child. Um, Sally and Nathan Clarkson came on in episode 149 because that does make dif- discipline really hard. And when they're two or three, you may not know if they mm-hmm. have even autism mm-hmm. or yeah. a learning difference or ADHD, you know, that's making this even right. harder. And so friends listening were like, okay, yeah, discipline's hard, but why does it seem so much harder for me than my other friends mm-hmm. whose kids just sit and color Right. Yes. 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 You understand this. So talk through that. Like, how do you. Yeah. And again, I'll go back to the recovery thing of like, it typically my, I stay in the fear category, (laughs) the the anxious warrior. Yeah. So there's got to be something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a a disclaimer there of um, someday if Jack listens to this. Mm. (laughs) Just, I'm sure he would know you already that he would know. Yes. But. That we all just worry. Yeah. Just worry. And, you know, or someone will make a comment. And, um, you know, you'll just get this kind of twinge of, is, is this not normal? Or, mm-hmm. you know, why are playdates so hard mm-hmm. of, you know, when we have a sweet playdate with Eleanor and she comes over and she's so excited. And then Jack yells, go away, Eleanor, <laughs> go away, go back to where you belong. To other friends. <laughs> okay, good. She does that to Will. Winley, she so. probably learned it from Jack. <laughs> so okay. it's, you know, but other times I'll have a perfectly fine play date and it'll mm-hmm. be great. Or when I think, oh, you know, and I'll, I'll kind of make a decision for him. If I, I have a friend who called me on the fly and say, hey, we're in your neighborhood. Can we stop by when Jack gets home from Mother's Day out? 
to do a play date. And in my head, I'm thinking like of all the things that could go wrong mm-hmm. of, oh, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna be overly tired. He's not gonna want to share his toys, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm already building that up. Mm-hmm. You know, decided to say yes to it. They played so well together. Mm-hmm. It was so wonderful. And it, it just encouraged my mommy heart. I'm like, okay, things are okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, especially going through these different, um, you know, developmental milestones, whatever you call potty training and <laughs> switching to a... Um, I mean, they're changing constantly. Yeah, I feel like they're like on hyperdrive on the yeah. changing every day. Yes. Like we can't yeah. project too much from their current behavior because just wait a week. Just wait and a week. Could, could yeah. So you never have things figured out. Like you never have... Oh, this works for their yeah. For this, I just feel like in in between zero to five, the amount of change that's happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't you can't totally be like I've conquered that stage. No, 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 absolutely not. Or even make the assumption like you were saying, like, oh no, he can't do that. Yeah, because I've seen how it's gone in the past. So how could he have changed in the future? Right. Which then you know, providing them like I have kids. I have one who was so sensitive, so fearful of getting hurt, Hmm. and now he wants to play tackle football. (laughs) Wouldn't have, wouldn't have pegged that in a million years. You just can't, you just can't know, right? Yeah, fearfully or um, deciding for them. Yeah, what kind of kids are going to be? And even if they do, I mean, I can't tell you how many times we during spring break we're looking for things to do, and we walk down to the little park. And if there were other kids at the park, he didn't want to go. He didn't want to go in. And we would, I'd sit there and I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, do I need to push this and drag him into the playground to have some forced fun? (laughs) You know? Can I do this? Yeah. Or uh, do I turn around and say, okay, Mm -hmm. buddy, I hear you. I'm listening to you. We're going to go home. Mm -hmm. You know? And even though he said, let's go to a different park and all this stuff. And I'm walking and toting a lot of, you know, newborn. But, you know, it's just those moments of, what do I do with this? How do I, how do I navigate feeling this? insecure if, and feeling like, insecure yeah. of like, if I don't push this, is he going to have this kind of personality? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I go back to those, those books on sleep training yeah. for my example of this. So yeah. one book literally said, if you let them cry it out, you're ruining your kids. Oh. And the other book literally said, if you don't let them cry it out, you're ruining your kids. Right. <laughs> the two books said the exact opposite. And I thought, okay, it's official. The books don't have the answers. Yeah. It's official. I'm going to go with my Holy Spirit gut mm-hmm. of there might be times where you can sense that you need to go with what Jack's saying. Right. And not go to the park. Mm-hmm. And there'll be times when you'll, and you'll feel this pressure. No, or not pressure, this pull. You know what? I'm going to gonna maybe challenge him a little bit to step outside of what's comfortable. Right. Um, and I think just knowing that you, as... His mom, you can sense it and not letting fear win. Like we're talking about fear. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to parent in fear. That to me was the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. Not making a decision because I'm scared of how they're going to look. Mm-hmm. Yes. How I'm going to fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's hard for you right now with Eleanor? Um, gracious. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to be gracious. No. Yes. Or good gracious. Um, exclamation. Just, you know, really practical things like picky eating and whining and just... As she's gotten a lot more language, um, I mean, the new thing is, I want cracker. I want um, twinkle, twinkle, little star. You know, like. Like kind of demanding. Demands. Yeah, demands. And it's literally like, there could be 30 seconds of demands. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, how do I, 
how do you even address like your discontentedness with life you know <laughs> well and recognizing too I did this with my oldest, and, and my friend Chris Habashi straightened me out. I had made chocolate-covered strawberries. And I, had, I was so excited. They woke up from their nap, and I thought it would be this really special treat. And he wakes up, and he goes, how many do we get? <laughs> Is that it? And I was like, you are so ungrateful. I cannot believe that's how you respond. She's like, well, maybe he's just a problem solver, and he wanted to hmm. – or I think he didn't even say how many do we get. I think he said, Is that all you made? And – He's in his mind, he's trying to figure out how many does he get. But I saw it as ingratitude, right. discontentment. And so recognizing, too, like, we don't quite know what kind of kids we're getting. Yeah. Yeah. And that developmental sage, I'm thinking as a speech-language pathologist, of her being able to ask and you understand and do it feels yeah. good. Yeah. Finally. Mm-hmm. I have the language to communicate a thought and my mom can do it. And so she's like testing it out. Mm-hmm. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. And it may not be a discontentedness, mm-hmm. but more of like an experiment of this really works. I say a thing and it like gets me the thing. Right. Yeah. So not over projecting. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Like yeah. a heart issue when it's not a heart issue. Right. And then what do you do with that? What do you do with like, yeah, how do you solve that? Well, I would just recognize, okay, you get to tell me three things you want. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I hear you. You asked me and I mm-hmm. I get it. So what three things do you want? I don't yeah. know if, if that example would work. But yeah. um, and then then it's a training of a heart. It's finding out if it's contentment. Right. And then if the tantrum happens, that's when you're working on heart stuff. We were talking mm-hmm. about obedience and I have a hard time with first time obedience all the way the happy heart because with boys, they don't always even hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Listen up, people. Listen up, people. <laughs> I just, I feel like. Because I'm on that train. I'm like, I want you to obey the first time. And not just because I want her to, but she's going to rise or fall for the expectation that I have for her. Yeah. So, like, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the whole, like, I'm going to count to 10. No, all right. That time, you know. My thing is, I get obeying if they've heard you and they know what's being asked and they don't obey. That's to right. me is disobedience. Right. But like I would be, I have, you know, the four kids and they're all running around and I'm labeling off seven things that need to be done. Mm -hmm. I can't be angry that they didn't do all seven because I just like, as a crazy woman ran around the house listing off things. Right. And if they're playing boys, they literally do not hear you. Yeah. Husbands (laughs) do not hear us. Why do we think little boys (laughs) who are less developed in their auditory processing are hearing us. Yeah. So disciplining them when they're like, wait, wait I, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I, I would have done it if I would have known what you wanted me to do. Now, if they don't, and I've had that, where you point blank say, don't touch that, mm-hmm. you will get burned. Right. And they touch it. That, to me, is an obedience. That's a heart right. issue. That's not like looking to authority. Like you don't have authority in my life. You don't get to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we were talking about if they're not saved, mm-hmm. <laughs> like... They haven't even submitted to the ultimate authority yet in their life. Mm-hmm. And so you're dealing with an unbeliever in your home. Right. And loving them to Jesus mm-hmm. instead of getting mad at them. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I think, yes, requiring obedience and, and respect of authority, but redefining what first time is. Mm-hmm. Like making sure this isn't a... 
I gave the example of their ears aren't like, is mom going to ask me to do something now? Is mom going to ask me to do something now? (laughs) Like they're not like, right. And we don't, we want them to be engaged and play and creativity and learning and reading. And, um, and I'm guessing if you've done all the connecting stuff and your safe stuff that they want to listen to you really. Mm -hmm. I mean, they love you. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) Ultimately, sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> get past shields. <laughs> I think another thing you asked about was hard. Um, I think really what could fix a lot of issues is if I had an accurate understanding of what realistic expectations mm-hmm. were for a two-year-old or a fifteen-month-old. Right. You know, right. I think that's in. As she's gotten older, I think my expectations have actually gone down. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's I mean, she's only two, but. I think in the beginning, I was so just fixated on doing things right and yeah. raising her and taking this job as a parent seriously, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it is a serious job, right. obviously, but... Um, no, I get emails. Like, I just got one for a 15-month... What do you do to celebrate Easter with a 15-month-old? You hold them and play with Easter eggs. But there's this really <laughs> yeah. intense pressure yeah. to get it right. And I know I did... The things that I did and the crafts and the activities and the yeah. field trips that my boys have no memory of. If you're going to do stuff at that young age, it's for you. Yeah. Just be with your friends. Do what you enjoy. Um, and some of it can be like even just practice for yourself of developing how to communicate when they are older and can mm-hmm, understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is- some of Yeah. And an exposure like Bible stories. Yeah. Read the Bible stories. Yeah. Get them familiar with the lingo. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You can tell them the story of Easter from a high-level point of view. But right. I don't know that – I don't know. I don't know that – I think the pressure – okay, I have a quote that I think I made up. Great. <laughs> but you have to tell me we'll if you heard it. it. <laughs> but it struck me on our, on our vacation how I almost really messed up a good thing that was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's – the quote is, hang on, ready for it? I'm ready. Don't sabotage the good in seeking out the great, mm-hmm. pursuit of the great. Has mm-hmm. this been a quote that other people have said? No, I, I but feel I like, like that. you may have said this to us. Okay. Maybe Heather McFadden. <laughs> I have these imaginary, perfect scenarios, uh-huh. like of children and their desires for Jesus and these magical interactions between brothers. And um, when I feel like we're falling short of it, I get really worked up and I get discontent Mm -hmm. in my heart and I miss the good things that are happening because I want this like perfect thing. Right. Right. I've raised the bar to something that's unrealistic, even for my husband. Why aren't you more like this when I'm missing all the good that he's doing? Yes. Yes. So um, I think that, that's the expectation piece with our little ones. Like two year olds are a freaking adorable. <laughs> like, I think they're amazing, but trying to get them to get dressed, to go to church or go somewhere or get on your page. Like mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. It's very hard and moving <laughs> in this day and age in Dallas, like when we're going and blowing all mm-hmm. the time and yeah, the pressure to be all, you know, calm and peaceful and even just being in public yeah i think that's when i feel the most pressure is Mm. we're at a restaurant or Mm. you know because one because your usual tactics for discipline or whatever like we use she takes breaks in her grip a lot but 
you know, when we're at a restaurant and she's like throwing things up. There the goes table. the bassy. Yeah. That's Luke's already happy. Throwing <laughs> He's throwing things. Luke. <laughs> yes. Discipline now, Haley. <laughs> what of everything you've learned? Do it. <laughs> He's so sweet. Um, so she, yeah, you can't use the same tactics because right. you like have to have, I felt like I needed to have a toolbox for things at home, which all the experts told me that's where you're training. Mm-hmm. And then the public is like the test. Hmm. So you're already training all the skills. So what happens when you're in public and, and they fail the test? Yeah, but it's not just failing; it's like epic fail. Yeah, <laughs> disaster. <laughs> like fail. it won't stop the, the downward spiral. <laughs> yeah, I felt like we needed a separate tool box for public hmm. yes. scenarios. Yeah, yeah. Do and, you feel like that toolbox was? I guess not more gracious, but just less picky about what you're going to address or I mean there's that I mean the trick about public is you don't want to bother people Mm -hmm. that's where Bruce and I care a lot what people think so we're always overly concerned with how loud are the boys being how obnoxious are they being so we choose really loud restaurants Mm -hmm. we set them up for success yeah and it makes us happier. I mean, we were at this one restaurant over vacation, and there was a band playing. And it was so loud, but it was the best meal we had because hmm. we didn't care yeah. how loud they were being. Right. Because we – and we weren't really near people. And I don't know. You can ask the waiter, can we sit over at that table, not by the couple having the date? And right. um, picking places that are louder, picking successful times of days. Yeah. You know. That's helpful. That's why we uh, sometimes usually like last minute, <laughs> like 530 on Friday night. Meredith and I will text each other usually like, you want to double date with the kids at the food court <laughs> yes. at the mall? It's yes. magical. It's it is not great. stressful. No. It's not stressful. No. I mean, usually. So, it, you know. There can be things. Then that, there's a whole thing of they won't eat. We would go to Blue <laughs> yeah. Goose on Friday nights. That was like our thing. It's a Mexican restaurant mm-hmm. near here. And they would give them like dough to play with. Or yeah. I always had a bag of things that I brought when we went in public, like a bag of, you know coloring stuff and things do their hands even now with the boys being older we'll bring card games or dice games Mm because it's a lot of waiting and sitting Mm -hmm. just hard for boys and toddlers to do yeah we're we're asking them to do stuff that is not developmentally like yeah it's not their best it's like you read in some of the baby books like your baby should be able to sit in the high chair contentment should for 15 minutes and blah 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 and you're and i'm just like that's not my like, kid. Like, what if my child is a genius? <laughs> yes. Did you like my genius thing I said? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That the kids that <laughs> smear poop during nap time on the walls are the smartest kids. They really are. They are. Because they're so bored yeah, that they so create creative. their painting medium and mm. use it. So to all the moms of the poop smears, <laughs> you're raising a genius. You're raising a genius. Okay, well we're coming up on the end of our time. Can you believe it? What? I know. What practical things can you help moms? What works for you when it comes to discipline? You said you put Eleanor in the crib. Yeah, timeouts uh, kind of. And this is something I stole from my sister. And a lot of what we use is just things that I've learned from other moms that have gone before me that we've just observed and said, Hey, I really like that. Their kids respond well to that. And then we try it. And if she responds well, we, you know, what are those things? So let's say I ask Eleanor to clean up her toys or, you know, eat her, whatever. Well, that's eating. And she either like says no, or just 
ignores me or, and I know she's heard me or just deliberately disobeys. Um, I say, okay, you can choose to obey mom or you can choose to take a break. And if she doesn't obey, then she's choosing to take a break. And so I let her know, okay, you're choosing to take a break. And she takes a break. We do two minutes, just whatever her age is. You know, I'm sure people have heard that before, but, um, and then we come back and, I ask her, you know, are you ready to obey mom and clean up your toys? And sometimes she says no. Like this morning, she said no three times. So the break <laughs> just continued. And to get all the break, basically, I just want her to see a change in her demeanor. Yeah. And she'll say, yes, ma'am. And she knows when to get out of the break, she has to say, yes, ma'am. Um, but it's not. You're working on that authority. Thing. Right. Yeah. I'm just working on her submitting, you yeah. know, or just at least seeing that. And then I'm trying to think what else we do. But this requires time. Yeah, it does. You couldn't have something place else And it to requires go. a lot yeah. of talking and me thinking, how do I simplify this in a language that she's going to understand instead of me like lecturing her about mm-hmm. disobeying, you know? Well, and with, yeah, with a girl that you can use more language, but yeah. with a boy, it's going to be. Yeah. I and know, staying be... calm. Like the trick is with each time. It can escalate, and then you, like, want to just be physical. <laughs> like, yes. Because you're just so over it. Mm-hmm. Submit already. Be Just do what I'm asking. Yeah. My third son, his favorite, his first phrase was, no want to. <laughs> it wasn't subtle. <laughs> no want to. And it was literally. Jack I mean, not sorry. Jack not sorry. <laughs> I mean, there was a moment, though, when I had to talk with him. I said, you know, in the Bible... We had, our place to have discussions was in the bathroom. They knew, like, if I said, meet me in the bathroom, <laughs> we're going to have, like, a real talk, and the door's going to get shut, and... Because when you have so many, you're having to deal with, and they don't. you don't want to constantly be disciplined in front of everybody. Right. Um, and I said, you know, it says, children, obey your parents and your grandparents. I think this was a situation with his grandparents. Um, uh, I said, it's a command with a promise that things will go well for you. I said, do you want things to go well for you? And he did. It was like, it was like his heart heard it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay. And I could see a change. Yeah. That's what you're yeah. like. You said, yeah, you can see a change. And a lot of that we can't do. He's the same one. It was a moment of discipline. He hit his brother. We were in my closet. I like shut the door in the closet and we were talking and, um, he just all of a sudden goes, why does God want us to be bad? Why does he want us to be like this? I said, oh, no, honey. We went all the way back to the garden, and I talked about how he sent his own son to save us and rescue us. And then totally unprompted, he just starts praying. Oh, Dear Lord, thank you that you loved us enough to not leave us with our bad choices and our sin, but you sent your Jesus to die for I mean, he literally, his heart, and it was not me. Mm -hmm. It was just the consistency and the conversations and the presenting Mm -hmm. and, you know. Yeah. Not on accident. Yeah. yeah. They're, awesome. they're going to be great. saved by grace through faith, just like we were, and not by works. Not You're not going to, like... And not by good parents. ...have this magical parent mm-hmm. book, or but it's the consistency and the love and the safe, and and um, and when you have that, then you have the Holy Spirit on your side to do the convicting. Then your kids, they'll still make mistakes like we do, mm-hmm. but now I can see a difference in some of my older boys where they know the conviction. Mm-hmm. And if I've overdone it and I've been too harsh, I've actually quieted that voice. Mm-hmm. So they're hearing my voice of condemnation instead of the voice of conviction, mm-hmm. which is tricky. It's scary. Yeah. What are your ideas, Haley? What works for you? All my ideas. 
something that I've been really trying to do is saying out loud, um, trying to create a more social, uh, relational toddler, mm-hmm. uh, and the way that I've been trying to practice this is being more verbal with him of saying, I love sitting next to you, Jack. Mm-hmm. I love when I get to hold you close like this, Jack. Um, I love walking with you and just repeating these type things. And I noticed that after a day of me saying that a few times, the next day he was saying, mommy, I love sitting with you. Mm. <laughs> mommy, I love in kind of going through mm-hmm. mirroring what I was saying, which warmed which my cold heart. Perfect two-year-old is imitation. Right. Perfect two-year-old. And, yeah, and yeah. So that's I've, like the time. I've noticed yeah. that that's really helped um, with some things and trying to be more intentional about that as well as, uh, when he is melting down, really getting down to his level and, like you said, touching him mm. so that he can hear me and um, just going through his feelings and really trying to dissect, like, you're really feeling scared right now that this mm-hmm. and this happened or, yeah. or sad or mad or this and that. And last night, bedtime routine was crazy and everything. And instead of melting down, he said, I'm really frustrated mm-hmm. that blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm like, frustrated. Okay. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. You're two and a half. That's nice. good. So, but yeah. it was, it was really helpful that it wasn't a big fight. He just wanted to tell me, you know, mm-hmm. I'm feeling frustrated and giving those words and those emotions, naming those emotions has been really helpful. It doesn't work all the time. No, but nothing I, works all the time. No. But it'd be a magic pill. an option rather yes. than like throwing this toy Screaming at the wall. and throwing. Yeah. You know, or he's talked about when he, you know, doesn't want to go into the playground or something like that or say, you know, I'm, I'm going, I'm, you know, I'm so mad that other people are here or, <laughs> oh boy, um, you know, just having those emotions that I can, I can address that. And that gives me something to work with rather mm-hmm. than, oh, this is so annoying. You know, yeah, I have to right. change my plans, do this and that. Right, like the whole Paul David trip where he said if we ever see it as an inconvenience mm-hmm. or annoyance, it's actually an opportunity yes. to shape the hearts of our children. Like, yes, this takes time, and and discipline isn't like creating the perfect child because none of us are perfect. Right. But it's walking alongside them to be functional. You know, like we said, we do want to have a standard that I've seen it go the other way where there's too much grace. Mm-hmm. And then kids are running wild and you can't actually function as a family that ministers mm-hmm. together, that that is on mission together because there is a lack of respect of mm-hmm. authority and there is a lack of connection. And um, I think those things actually just help your family function as God intends you to function. But yeah. it's not this harshness that I sometimes have seen in older Christian discipline approaches that doesn't match God's discipline of us, mm-hmm. like his kindness leads us to repentance. Um, mm-hmm. His grace is bigger. Mm-hmm. That's our new favorite hashtag in our family. Grace is bigger. Um, okay. I feel like I had one more thought, but now I can't think of it at all. Well, take it to the social Darn media, lady or lady or I get about three hours of sleep. <laughs> so I'm just well, making up words. I was gonna, I was gonna say if you had any tips for the mom dealing with behavior issues when a, another kid comes along, Meredith might. Oh, 
man. Yeah. Do I have me. any tips? Yeah. I got all my tips from you. <laughs> Did any of them work? Yeah. What was the most helpful? Yeah. The, 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 my version of mommy time was helpful. He was having a really hard time the first few weeks um, with Luke being home. And he luckily did not take it out on Luke or my sweet husband who was, you know, doing the a He's lot on of toddler duty. Yeah, yes. Yeah. He was in the jack zone and the jack zone. <laughs> uh, he took it out on me when I would have that time, when I would carve out time. He mm-hmm. spent it, you know, trying to, you know, get a reaction out of me. Trying to get a reaction on me by like hitting me with his tricycle multiple times and me sobbing uncontrollably because Mm -hmm. I'm so hormonal and tired (laughs) is not the right thing to do. But when I regained, um, sleep and composure, sleep and composure, yeah, no, some, some, somewhere in between there. Um, one thing that helped was, was carving out, we'd have a a mommy Jack picnic, Uh which meant I knew where the cookies were. (laughs) And when we get home, we're going to sit somewhere we don't usually eat which was actually in Luke's nursery mm. and sit on the ground and eat cookies That's and cute. not worry about all the crumbs that are all over yeah. everything. But it, it really helped. And he'll talk about it now of like, can we go have a mommy Jack picnic? You know, things like that. Mm. So, um, what was the question? Yeah. No, yeah. that helped with the transition. Yeah, it did. It did. feeling like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. and I have a memory place. Time been replaced. We have a special time. We're gaining weight together. It's great. <laughs> Wait, hey, you're still you know nursing. You're, you're, like, you're yeah, burning yeah. calories. So, right? but but just having that, it, it really did help. So, yes, a modified Heather version of mommy time, and just to make the mom feel like it's okay if it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it bringing is, on the next kid. It is. It is hard. It is hard. It's it a different hard. kind of hard than bringing home your first. Absolutely, and which. And the thing is, I keep looking back of thinking like, oh, man, I thought this was really hard. But the thing is, of, of when I had one kid. But the thing is, it was really hard when I had one kid. Mm-hmm. Having two doesn't mean that one wasn't hard. It was super hard. <laughs> Whatever you have is hard. Yes. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. And God that. is gracious to yes. do that. Yes. And poor twin moms. They're like, wait, what? Oh, my <laughs> Triplet moms that are listening. Moms. They're out there. <laughs> Quad moms. That's right. Yeah. I had a friend with four boys at the same the same age as Price. And every oh stage I would hit with him, and I was like, but she has four. Yes. <laughs> Which is sometimes helpful. I was like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. I can do this. You can do this. So thank you, yeah. multiple moms. Moms <laughs> are multiples. Making us feel us better about ourselves. Sorry yes. for ourselves. <laughs> you deserve. Oh, where can they find you online? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. It's unusual. Yeah. You want people like randomly messaging you? Like, I get it. <laughs> Only if it's positive stuff. I can't handle the negative right now. <laughs> Please. No trolls. No trolls. Leave the trolling no. at home. No, my husband, in talking about uh, talking to you today, he was like, Yeah, you could talk about how you, you know, it's hard to keep up with all the Pinterest moms. And I was like, I feel like that might be a little outdated <laughs> now. I feel like everyone's I mean, given up. Yeah, and I think the Pinterest mom has died. The Pinterest yeah. mom has. Because she's, she's gone, gone home. Some, she's gone she took her she's crafts. still out there. She took her crafts. Her. She went home. I think the key is that, you know what, if you are, be all her. Yeah, yeah. But absolutely. I'm letting go of the need to be her. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm owning my type of momness. Yeah. My momness. And there was a season when I really liked making the perfect birthday party and mm-hmm. doing all the things. Like, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Now, I might have been doing it for the other moms. Right. Not necessarily for my kid, who yeah. has no awareness of what's happening. But um, 
Yeah. I did enjoy it. It gave me, I have to, like you, I'm an achiever and I want to get things done. Mm -hmm. Check them off the list. So give me some tasks that are not child behavior related. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thanks y'all for taking time to do this. Yeah. Thank thanks you. for having us. Anytime. Appreciate it. Anytime. I'll come to your table anytime. It's not at my house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Say bye together like in unison. Bye. <laughs> bye, everyone. You're singing it. <laughs> Those are some fun girls. I'm sure you have fun girls in your life where you can talk about these things uh, and find older moms just a little bit ahead of you that you can ask questions. Like Meredith said, they learned from people that had gone before them. Uh, they're so sweet to ask me <laughs> what I've learned and the times when I've been a Titanic and say, don't do this. This is a mistake. Uh, a couple things I wanted to mention. I know this is already a long episode. One is we talked a little bit about like screaming like a banshee and sometimes you just get super frustrated with your kids. If that's you and you have uh, struggled with anger and you don't want to yell and you want help getting calm, I have put a ton of episodes in the show notes with interviews I've done with Kirk Martin. He's from Celebrate Calm. He, uh, I mean, there are like four or five episodes. You can find him in the show notes over at godcenteredmom.com. And if you want show notes to show up in your email box every week when an episode goes live, all you have to do is go to my site, godcenteredmom.com, and currently in the sidebar, you put in your email address, you click weekly episodes and you can get your own. And if you want to do your own podcast club, which you can always start one, uh, you click that that box, which is right below it. So um, I want to tell you about that. And then also a couple times we kind of hinted at picky eating and, you know, going to meals. And the only stressful thing is that they don't eat their food. I just wanted to slide this in here, um, how Bruce and I have handled food with our boys based on how he was raised. Basically, uh, breakfast, lunch, we presented them with food that kind of matched what they liked. And for our boys, they typically ate the most at lunchtime. And then dinner, we always do our best to sit around the table as a family. I make one thing for everybody, um, meat, veggie, salad, bread kind of thing. And our deal is I'm going to give everybody a little bit of everything. They don't have to eat everything um, at all. We, we never have told our kids you have to eat food. And we've never told them that you have to clean your plate. We present the food and our deals are, one, there's no snacking like the hour before dinner. The kitchen's closed in regards to snacking Two, which is, that's really hard to enforce, honestly, especially when they're little and they're like screaming and they're so hungry and your husband's not home from work yet. That's a hard one. It's like constant distraction to keep them from wanting a snack and you from losing your mind because you're in the kitchen cooking and they smell the food. So their body's saying, I'm hungry, I'm hungry and I smell food. Why can't I eat? That's very tricky. Um, and then so no snacking right before Unless it's fruit, I'm okay with like if you want a couple grapes or you want like have a banana or I mean, that's fine. People do that in other countries, eat fruit as an aperitif. And then uh, if you don't eat all your food, if there is a dessert, you're not getting it because you didn't eat. Um, and there's no snacking after dinner. It's not like 
you don't eat dinner and then all of a sudden you can snack. Uh, we do say like fruits, vegetables are grab as much as you want all day. We have a snack cabinet that you can eat throughout the day. We're pretty flex on food and letting them base it off how their bodies, what, what their bodies are telling them. And our boys love fruits. Like I can't like keep enough in our fridge. And like I told you a few episodes back, they fight over salad. So I'm just saying if food is a battle for you, maybe take a step back and don't make it a battle. See what happens. Uh, if you have little kids and you're like, but I need to make sure they eat enough X, Y, or Z of different food groups. Well, look at like how much of that food group have they eaten over the week? How much of that food group have they eaten that day? Because sometimes they don't necessarily have to eat a protein every single meal or a um, like they might heavy load in the beginning of the week. Uh, if they're teething and they're getting molars, then they're swallowing a lot of saliva. And I found that it hurts for them to eat meat. They aren't really interested in eating meat. Um, some picky eaters, they haven't fully developed their rotary chew, which doesn't fully develop for some kids until they're three years old. So these are different things to keep in mind to not make eating a battle zone and a place that then grows into a bigger issue than it needs to be. So I wanted to bring that up. And I think that's it. I think that's all I have. I hope you all have a fabulous, fabulous week, this holy week. Oh, it's just bringing me back to last year I spent in Israel and walking all of the places that Jesus walked in the Garden of Gethsemane and the Temple Ground. I mean, it's just all coming back to me. So I'm praying for you and your family. If you, uh, I'll try to post again some ideas that I've done with my kids for Easter if you're on the hunt. <laughs> See what I did there? For Easter ideas. Um, one thing I did with the Easter baskets that I will post the un Easter basket that my friend O Amanda and I talked about on an episode. Um, I can put that in the show notes and also I'll post on social media this week. Okay. Happy Easter. Happy all the things. Holy week reminding us all that we meet our kids at the foot of the cross. We're all sinners. We are all in need of this abundant grace. And if your kids aren't feeling it, I remember it was one good Friday. My son told me he loves Satan. So there's that. Um, just know, like they come around and, or they don't. And that's not out of your control too. Um, but just leaving it up to God and by his grace and through their faith, they will be saved, not by this perfect parenting and grasping that as your way you're going to make your kids know Jesus. So um, seek him and trust him and rest and have peace in this parenting process. Okay, now I'm going to say bye. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 317, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.